We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Al Washington, as we said before, has become one of the most improved coaches on the staff, really, from a recruiting standpoint and from a coaching standpoint. And You know, when everyone was doom and gloom after the season, talking about what the defensive lines were, we don't have talent. Who's going to play on the D-line? And I'm like, man, have they not been recruiting for the last three years on the defensive line? And I think we're starting to see some of the benefits of Al Washington kind of hitting his stride in his position as defensive line coach and also players being given the opportunity to just play, right? Just play and get reps and get better. He was mic'd up yesterday. Remember I told you that he was really vocal yesterday in practice? It might have been because he was mic'd up. So let's check out Al Washington yesterday, mic'd up in practice. Mic'd up, so I'm on good behavior. You know what I mean? Let's go get him today. Hey, listen, which hand is down? Then get the left hand down. Yeah, get your right hand down. Left. Go! Go! Come on, come on, come on. Hit right there, go get it! Play and drive. Good job. Quick it. Oh, quicker. Like pistons. Fire them like pistons. Pistons, that's it. Come out the gate. No matter how you feel, it's what you got to do. We got to keep working towards the goal. That's being the best. You understand me? It starts with the mentality. Let's go. Hey, this is your team. This is your unit. Good club. No, God. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go, sir. That's big time. You can hump back. You can do all different types of things. Oh, he jumped you. Hey, hey, how's about he? Hey, you a youngster. He jumped. He said, let me slow his young ass up. First off, you got to be excited about that because you got his attention. Now, let's take the next step. You know what I mean? Now we can go power. You got power, man. It's a strategy. Uh, elite athletes have special teams. The rest of you, uh, like me, your ass is over there. You already know. And if you guys are getting beat up, just let me know. That's what you came to Notre Dame for, ain't it? Hey, guys, just hover right here, please. I got separation anxiety. Come on, let's hit this mother. Did this dog on play? Rap, 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 mirror! Nice job! Hey, that's a sack! That's a sack! We need to be calm with it. 
Be calm. Be calm. Just be calm. Yes! We blocked it! Yes, sir! Yes! Pretty good day, man. And uh, even though the camera's on me, man, hey, I didn't cuss that much. Hey, I got set free one time. Somebody set me free. But uh, it's an honor, man. We just got to keep sticking together. We got to keep building, man. Does everybody got me? Let's go, man. Bring it up, bring it up. Bring it up. FTBO 2-1-2. FTB. So that's Coach Al Washington mic'd up yesterday. I told you, he was, man, he was vocal <laughs> through the drills yesterday, more vocal than usual. And it probably was because he was mic'd up. You know, he put a little extra sauce on top. But you love Brandy. seeing him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I love seeing, you know, him. I'll, I'll say this, man. He took a lot from Ohio State people on the way out the door, coaching a position that he had never coached before at Ohio State in the linebackers. And they, man, they tried to tear him down as a coach, even when he got hired at Notre Dame. When he comes to Notre Dame, he gets back to his comfort zone, which is defensive line. And <clears throat> it took him a while to kind of like get comfortable in his skin. Right, because he was surrounded by guys like O'Leary Mickens on the defensive staff that had a track record already of recruiting and had shown that they could recruit. And Tyson Ford was kind of like in the fold when he got to Notre Dame. So he was trying to form his own weight, right? But I think he started to hit his stride. And I think the way the defensive line recruiting is picking up, you're starting to see that. The way the defensive line recruits talk about him, you start to see that he's making an impact. And then you start to see the improvements. I want to show you in one of those clips, you saw Donovan Heinish, Kurt Heinish's little brother, getting the best of Zeke Correll in a one-on-one. And that's your third that's third string. That's third string. Right? The play where he was talking about that's a sack, that's a sack. That was the third string defensive line. That was Heinish and that crew. That was Nana, Heinish, Gabira, and uh, Josh Burnham. So people keep wondering about the defensive line. The defensive line has depth and talent, man. They have depth and talent. You just have to give them the opportunity to come along. And we're going to hear from the players on tomorrow, and you're going to hear Tyson Ford talk about it. Like, man, I came here thinking I was going to play on the outside. I was 260. I'm 295 now, trying to learn how to play on the inside. You know, you got people labeling him a bust. It's like, man, these are, these are young men that are going through transitions learning new positions and learning how to compete and play at a high level and going from high school to college is a jump it's a jump left and so you know i kind of tip my cap to coach washington and i tip my cap to coach washington seeming to find his way seeming to find his way Right. 
Yeah, a lot of times you just want to see a guy get footing. Uh, I think a lot about Al Washington, how I think about Coach Booker. Coach Booker went through the gauntlet. And, and I mean, you know, every coach has their own experience on the staff, but I know Coach Booker went through the, the gauntlet. And for him to be able to see the other side and get his footing when he ended up being in the AFC Championship with Tennessee Titans special teams, I knew that, you know, all you need is just the right opportunity and the right fit. And, you know, Coach Booker worked hard. Maybe he never got the credit or the right uh, a credit, uh, what do you call it, accreditation to what he was given on the special team unit. I mean, he came up with juice. He came up with different uh, sayings. He always was prepared. But, man, it just – he was the one guy that, like, just like those guys that be on a team and any mistake they have just looks so much louder than anybody else's. <laughs> He just had that 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 energy on him. Like everybody would make the same mistake. He make it. It just looks so obvious. And you're like, oh, freaking Booker, of course. Like one of those things. And then you know, fast forward a couple years later, now he's you know doing big things in the NFL. So uh, Al watched him. Is it seems to have a similar uh, route that is it starts a little rough. You got a couple haters, a couple people that don't think you can do it, but. You know, usually guys like that that stick with it end up becoming their own uh, coach and having some a huge success in their coaching career. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Al Washington met with the media to talk about several things left. One of those things, the talent, the depth. How are you feeling about your guys, Coach? We got a ton of potential. We got a, a lot of uh, spot. We have a lot of guys returning that played a lot of ball last year. Um, but we also have some guys that uh, have really uh, made big strides and that you may not know their name very well yet, but they have a chance to, to really make a great name for themselves this year. So really excited about where this group is and, um, and how we've embraced this process in the offseason of uh, not saying nothing, just letting our work through the talking. And, and, and really it's about building uh, the momentum um, to hit the peak at the right time. And that's our focus, that's our mentality. I know you have goals, but how do you realize that potential? You got to stay focused. You can't get too far in front of head like so. You got to take it one day at a time. And you have to put objectives uh, that are attainable every day. You got to get those objectives. And a lot of it's process, you know. So sometimes results will lie in the moment, but where you're headed uh, is more important, if that makes sense. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's really deliberate, but, um, you know, if that's how you do it, you know, those things happen on their own. When you follow the process, and this is, you know, this is a little bit personal philosophy. When you stick to the process, all right, things, you know, you know, things evolve as they should, you know, and that's our mentality. You can only control what you can, yeah, but we got a lot more control than we think, and so that's our mentality as we go forward. Hey, man, I will piggyback on his philosophy because it's something that I try to hammer to young people all the time in this world. Control what you can control. Handle your business. And then live with what happens. You know? And you know, I used to laugh all the time because I remember we used to pray. <laughs> and I'm, I promise you, I'm just one of these people, right? We used to pray before we went out on the field, right? Yeah. For baseball and basketball. And... I used to always think it was funny because I felt like the only thing I should pray for is perfect health for all athletes involved because there, there are believers on the other team too. That's so what I'm saying. Like, another team praying we, to win too. So are we praying to see who has the stronger prayer to decide who's going to win? Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's it was always – like, what are we praying for? Like, I'm all for yeah. praying, but what are we praying for? Right? Because at the end of the day, let's pray for all, us all to do our best and all to be healthy. But I don't know if this prayer is going to impact the outcome more than 
us going out there and doing what we we're supposed to do. And, and right. life, I think, is the same way, man. Like, take care of what you're supposed to take care of, and then things will truly handle themselves. So I agree with that with Coach Washington, man. Handle what you can handle. And, and that's how you deal with you all the chatter on the outside, like all oh, the D-line. I'm worried about the D-line. Man, don't worry about that. Do what you're supposed to do. Get better every day. And we'll be fine come fall. Do you think do you think that some of some of this came from inside the camp and Marcus Freeman's expectations of his coaches on the staff and the type of uh effort that he puts in? He probably, you know, wanted to trickle it down to guys like Al Washington. So maybe it was a, a, a inner circle pressure from Marcus Freeman putting the pressure on guys and be like, hey, we got to step up this year. Justin Scott, you got you to gotta secure that. That's got to be locked in. Facts. We can't, we can't walk question. away. From, no. Yeah, so that that definitely probably lit a fire under him where it was, it was very direct. You know, Marcus Freeman been having real direct conversations with guys, you know, since he's got there. I wish he would have yeah. had one with Tommy, but – Beside, maybe he did, and we just don't know. But he's definitely not afraid to challenge guys to get better, even if that's the coach's staff. I agree with you 100%. So, you know, just to hear him talk about – I forget who it was. Somebody in the chat was talking about comparing him to Elston. And, you know, yeah, they had depth, but those are Elston guys. That's like saying, yeah uh, – Steph and Clay have four championships, but those are really Mark Jackson's championships. I would say it's Mark Jackson's team, but it's Steve Kerr's championship. And my, my point, at what point, like, dude, in life, Scripture says one man planted, one man watereth, but it's God that gives the increase, right? Okay. Okay. It's like, yo, there are always going to be coaches that come through your life that give you something different to add on to you and take you to what you're ultimately called to. Okay, that's fair. So it's like kids aren't else than gods. They're who they are. They're putting in the work. They're not Al Washington guy. Tyson Ford is Tyson Ford. When he gets to the NFL, he's not going to be that defensive line's coach. He's going to be Tyson Ford. Do you think and, it, it applies in loyalty, though? I mean, because how, I far, think it, how far does loyalty go? Shoot. If if another coach comes in that didn't, that's not loyal to me that comes in, I don't know my future there. Because of politics. I mean, you know, there's politics in football. So now you have the option to leave. Oh, yeah. Now, shit. Yeah, now you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, is- but I think that goes hand in hand, right? Um, we talked about it. There were people working against the vision of Al Washington last year. Yes. There were players 
on a team that did not want to operate by our Washington vision. Which is hard to do. So, you know, especially when you have young players, you're trying to instill your vision and you have others fighting against that. And then they won't go out on the field and execute what you're asking them to do. It's a mess. And he finally has a clean slate where it's his message that's being talked about, not only by him and the people that work with him, but by all the players in the room. That is why I think, or one of the reasons why I think you're seeing a different Al Washington possibly than you saw last year. Right? Yeah. You know, so from a development standpoint, you know, yeah, you could say uh, that's a such and so's guy, right? Harry Heastand, offensive lineman. That's a Harry Heastand guy. Okay. Or is that just Quentin Nelson? Because if you talk to most, this is my thing. If you talk to most players, they will tell you a Quentin Nelson story before he was ever polished. Yeah. They will tell you, oh, we knew Q was a dude before Harry really got his hands on him. That's a fact. We could just tell. So it's like, dude, dudes are dudes. That's why you recruit. You go recruit really good players. And then you coach really good players. They didn't become really good players because they got to you. Right. You recruited them because they were really good players. And it's your job to make them even better players. So, you know, I don't know how much credit. Because it makes it seem like I'm trying to discredit coaching and I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. But when you start having that, you know, well, you know, his he had success or his teams were this way because he inherited these guys. So what we're saying, Steve Kerr is, is an okay coach because he inherited Mark Jackson's guys? Wait a minute, wait a minute, because wait, wait, wait. Because his young players, which would be James Wiseman, traded, Kaminga, okay. Hey. Just go look at the young players that Steve Kerr has developed. They're not the, yes, they're not the same caliber as the young players that Mark Jackson got and developed at Golden State. Or is it just that Clay and Steph were Are much better players? <laughs> I mean, they are two of the top five shooters of all time. They was just much better players than Kamiga and Wiseman. And, you know, so it's like. Of all time. You just have to think about it, man. Harry Heastan. Let me tell you, Harry Heastan, more than Harry anything, Harry Heastan was very good at finding really good offensive lines. That's like the best part of being a coach. The ability to find really good offensive lines. No, first of all, look, we're not about to sit up. We're not about to sit up here and act like 
this cat was going out getting chopped liver to come to no, Notre no, Dame no, no, on the no, offensive no. line. He was getting, Harry, he said, was getting talent for sure. I think it's only maybe two guys, I would say, that Harry just was like, you can close your eyes and tell them anything and they'll still be who they are, and that's Q and that's Zach Martin. Other than that, yeah, I truly believe that Harry took talent that was like a third round on their own and and made them so much better. It's always projects. You always go out get projects. I think more of a polishing, like you're saying. Like Tyler Buckner is Tyler Buckner. I think Tyler Buckner with Google me. Gogino Gadugli. No, about the. It's all good. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I think he'll give Tyler the polish. I don't think he's going to make Tyler a more accurate guy or yeah. a, a faster or yeah. you know none of that. But I do think he'll help Tyler polish his game to where he's not turning the ball over crazy. That, but I think Tyler on his own is still athletic, still can throw it deep and all that. But I think with the coach – he can be an actual draft pick, which is which is a huge difference. I think we got Ian yeah. drafted. Ian on his own yeah. is from a just a physical player. It's not a draftable player. Yeah, and then I think offensively versus defensively is a difference. Yeah, there's a lot more skill involved offensively at positions like wide receiver, quarterback. It's a lot more skill. You just going out and find five star talent on the D line, dude. I can coach Jalen Carter. I can coach Jalen Carter. You give me Georgia's defensive line, I can coach them. Easy. I can coach them. Easy. I promise you. I, said, I can coach them. We're gonna go right this time. We might do it <laughs> this one time. We straight, <laughs> dude. It's look the the teams that are really good go get really good players, man. Yes, they go get really good players. And you'll be shocked how many times, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Phil Jackson is known as one of the best coaches in the world. But if he didn't have the whip of all whips with the Lakers and the Bulls, I don't know what else he had. That dude had Kobe and the most dominant big man, and he had Mike. <laughs> it's pretty easy to look like a real good coach. Right? And this is it's what he was doing before. Wait. This is the craziest thing. He gets credit for not calling timeouts when his team was struggling. I'll let them figure it out. Yeah, because you got good players on the court. It's easy for good players to figure it out eventually. That's like David uh, 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 Darwin Ham not calling the timeout when he got LeBron on the court. Yeah, don't call it. LeBron got the more IQ than, than Darwin Ham got. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Coach Washington talking about the process. He always has to go there. Leadership, man. A lot of the guys that are coming back, they took it upon themselves to to, uh, to, to build it in stages, you know, kind of taking a month at a time. So um, they spend a lot of time together. Um, they invest um, in, in the process of, of, you know, executing whatever we need to execute in terms of game plan and also fundamental development. You know, they are active participants in it. Um, and as, as their coach, it's awesome to be a part of something like that. So, again, it's just a mentality of um, taking things uh, one at a time and sticking to the process, doing your best in that moment. Uh, yeah. I'm with you, Coach Wash. 
I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Young men that are successful at Notre Dame are successful because they constantly persevere. I don't think people really understand the grind of being a student athlete at Notre Dame. And that's not to say the grind isn't similar in other places. But it's different, yo. It's different, man. I was just thinking about it. I got up at 5 in the morning to hop on the expressway to be at practice at 7.35 left. When I walked in, Notre Dame was on the field stretching left, which means most of those players have probably been up since five o'clock their time. Yeah, you you just you don't you know you operating on on wee hours anyway because you still gotta Not, go to school and you still going to school. That's the crazy thing. You still gotta go to school, and that's and that's damn near the biggest part. You get up at five, you get ready for practice, you go to practice for two hours, and then after you practice for two hours, you take a shower, and then you got to go to class? Hard classes. I'm ready to go take a nap, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to go to class. Now you got to usually got to set it up right, though. You got to get it. You got to get enough hours. So after your shower, you know, BS time, hit the training room. You know, feel like a regular student. Then you can get them two or three classes, be done around four or something. But if if you if you uh, got good class buddies, you work a lot of things oh, out. Work a lot of things out. Yeah, yeah. Notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Who is <laughs> Coach Washington? Who have been the standouts for you? I really, um, from the older guys, uh, there's been there's been uh, improvement. You know, uh, like Nana Riley Mills, who, who was inside now, uh, has really done a fine job embracing that role. Howard Cross, you know, guys play a lot of ball, but he's really starting to uh, take those next steps that uh, veterans should make. Um, Javante Jean Baptiste, I tell you, he's he's done, done a hell of a job um, in terms of um, you know he's played a lot of football, but embracing this culture and. And really doing a fine job of uh, you know working every day in uh, Jordan Patello. I can go on and on, you know, guy, and I really mean that. Like this, you know, I'm long-winded that way, but I mean it. I can go to each guy, uh, and um, you know, I can tell you how they're progressing. And I think we got a chance to be pretty good, but we got to continue to work. You talk about potential, but you got to put in the work. Potential doesn't mean anything. Man, potential doesn't mean potential is this cup sitting here. Potential is this ball on the floor sitting here. That's all potential energy. That's all potential energy. And when the ball kicks in the fall, no one cares about potential energy, man. We don't care. <laughs> we need to see it unleashed. We need to see it actualized. We Absolutely. Coming a realization. You know, because at the end of the day, potential is only a guess because you it's no limit to it. It could be all the way over here or it could be just enough. It can be too much. It, 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 and 
and to unlock it out of a player is 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 subjective. Right. You know, maybe yeah. the player's pissed off or something, and he plays better that day, or he you don't he don't like how you, you know, tell him to do a technique, and he you know. So it's just, I would like to see a better choice of words. Don't say potential. That's you hoping. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. hope that mind is better. <laughs> I just rather you just keep it keep it plain and straight. Yeah, we're gonna come off the ball and expect to have X amount of something. Give me something to look forward to. Potential is like hope. And I don't I can't eat hope. I can't pay nothing with no hope. I can't tune in to nothing with no hope. Mm-hmm. I hope that we don't hope. I hope we actualize. <laughs> and I think our watch can do that. He's got mm-hmm. guys, like you said, he's got the veteran experience of John Baptiste who has played a lot of games. But that experience is going to help him as well as him buying in. I mean, you have to buy in to even come here, <laughs> to even, even become a player. You got to buy in. But him buying in with his veteran experience can help a guy like Jordan Patello, yep. who is expected to do a lot for the defensive line but doesn't have the experience. Hell, he don't even have the, the amount of time spent on campus like most dudes. So that relationship right there, he can tell them things in game. He can take some of the pressure off when he's he maybe getting double teamed. Because Jordan Patello is expected to be around 10 sacks. That's just, if you're going to start there, you're expected 10 sacks. We don't care how you do it, but you need to have that as a threat. And then that, that will help a Riley Mills. That will help a Howard Cross, a Josh Burn, a Nana. So, yeah, Al Washington has one of the bigger expectations out of the units on the team to show up and be an impact. I think him and receiver group, Chancey Stuckey and Al Washington are are the, the key drivers, the X factors to the success of this season because everything else is a foundational piece that we've – you know, we've molded and we know what we're getting from those areas, but those two positions right there, D-line receiver, will be the 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 eight and four or eleven and one. I think those are the differences. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I couldn't have said it any better, Left. Coach Washington went on to talk about the same guy you just said, Jordan Batello. Uh, and just his approach, uh, his professionalism, like I think he has been more of a leader uh, and he's been more engaged. And I think all those things kind of make sense. And this is his time in terms of, um, you know, uh, being in a, a role of a leader, so to speak. And uh, I think he's just approached it the right way. He's improved that. I think his run game, his ability to, uh, to execute in the run game uh, has improved this spring, as well as, you know, diversifying his rush. You know, um, you know, he's got to be a guy um, to 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 have a plan of attack, and, and he's going to be targeted. He's a, he's an elite rusher, but he's got he understands he's got to take the next step, and, and a lot of it is uh, just just uh, evolving. You know, your technique, evolving your plan of attack. So uh, he's done a fine job. We're excited about JB. See, if I was a coach, I wouldn't talk about stuff that I I could only guess about. You know. His approach. Who cares? I would talk about 
Man, Jordan Patello's spin move this year, watch out for it. The way he's making TFLs, the way he's closing down in gaps, the way he's setting the edge, elite. Don't tell me his approach and his plan of attack is better and he's more engaged. So that means he didn't care? Don't tell me that. I don't want to know that he didn't care now, he cares now. No, 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 no. Tell me what he's doing good and what you're bringing to make him more effective. Mm-hmm. I would say he's setting the edge better because he was lacking on it. I'm challenging him to work on his inside move because he only has one move outside pass rushing. That's going to make him an elite pass rusher this season. It's going to help the team. Don't tell me about what he hopes to do. Don't tell me about him being more engaged in his, his mental approach because we do not care. We know his mental approach. He wasn't on campus for a while. We, we can look at the history. So don't give me intangibles. Give me things that as a coach you're noticing because you're there and what you're challenging him to do better for the next season. Yeah, he needs to have a better – needs to be a better threat because is he an elite pass rusher? I don't know. Do you know if he's an elite? I don't know. How is he elite? He only played in a couple games. So I think it's a huge challenge for Al Washington to make an impression – Make those guys recognizable on game day. Don't have them just be there holding up blocks so everybody else can make plays. Have them make the plays. They're the closest to the ball anyway, <laughs> right? I don't want to see Jade Mickey and Ben Morrison making all the plays during the season because that means our defense sucks. Because that means you got to skip past all seven of those interior players <laughs> for our all-star Ben Morrison to save us. <laughs> To play save the bacon. We don't want to play save the bacon. If Ben Morrison has 10 picks this year, it's a problem. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Not a problem for us. How is that much action getting back behind us? So I am excited to see the spring game. What's the intensity of the D-line like? It would be good to see an intensity. I think if you can raise the intensity of the D-line, everything else is come together. He was also asked about the improvement from Aiden Gabira and Joshua Burton. Uh, had a hell of a day, probably his best day today. Uh, <clears throat> just uh, a relentlessness to improve. I think he's very coachable. Um, physically, he's put on like, uh, I'm going to say like 15 pounds. So he's starting to fill out uh, like we had hoped. Uh, but he's very coachable uh, and approaches it the right way. So he's trending. Uh, he's playing very well right now for us. And Josh, same with, same with Josh Burnham. You know, we got Joshua, uh, you know, playing uh, Viper and end, playing on the outside. Uh, last year, he was a linebacker this time. And, um, you know, he's really, uh, he's filling out as well. He'll be a big guy, but um, he, he's very coachable and progressive real nice. I want to hear how Alabama talks about Will Anderson or how Ohio State talk about Chase Young. Yeah, we're just getting this guy prepped and ready to get to the league. I mean, he's going to be who he is. He's like, that would be exciting that hopefully the progression of our D-line becomes where Al Washington is just gushing and glowing. Talking like PK. Yeah, that guy Jason Onye, psh, nobody can block. Oh, you on a mute. I don't think the message will change. I think Marcus Freeman is very vague. When he speaks to the media. 
especially about players. Marcus well, we Freeman know, doesn't give you a Marcus, lot. Marcus he doesn't give you a lot. We know his speeches sometimes ain't written. It's written for him. The, so the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame players give you more, in my opinion, than the coaches. They'll flat out tell you who's like, "Yo, this dude is killing." Just don't tell, me, be don't tell me a guy is getting there. Well, that's you know, that's coaches protecting against players, not putting in the work or feeling like they've arrived. It would be nice for a player to feel like they've arrived. That'll be some good confidence on the team. I think certain players know at some point that they've arrived. <laughs> like Joe Alt knows he's a dude. Joe Alt knows he's a first-round pick. He's too humble, though. First of all, you said the humble thing was good. No, I'm saying, sudden, I'm saying. No, I'm saying in terms of like his confidence is not going to fall off on like somebody else because Joe Joe Alt's just like to chill. You know, I know where I'm. I know what's going to happen. Like, how much of Michael Mayer's uh, presence do you think rubbed off? on other players on offense to where they elevated their game. Not really that much. Michael Mayer was a first-round pick before the season started, but did he really raise the level of play from the receivers and and everybody? Not really. And, yeah, he was humble and all that, but even his play wasn't like, man, I touch you, I start turning up. That's the type of offensive player – I would hope we're looking for next. Because hmm. Michael Mayer is the arguably the greatest tight end stat-wise Notre Dame history, but how much did he elevate the other guys around? Not that much. Joe Alt is a great player, but is he affecting outside of his play guys on the team that can shed some of that off and be like, okay, if Joe Alt's out there, I'm out there. I know Zach Martin did. Man, that man Zach was so cool, man. It was like, man, I got Zach in front of me. Everything's okay. It'd be two degrees outside. This man got a short sleeve on steel. Never complaining about the cold. Stuff like that. You like, he ain't cold, I ain't cold. You know, I'm taking my shirt off. I'm thinking that kind of stuff. So, Joe Alt, you know, he'll probably just be the – that's Joe Alt. First-round guy, just go about his day. Don't do nothing wrong. Just lead by example, which is fine. But we need misguided passion, too. <laughs> How is Junior to Lamaca transition to the D-line? Yeah, June is another one, man. He uh, is having a really good spring. And... Uh, you know, I think Junior's thing, um, he's a really smart, instinctual guy. So I think he brings a lot to the table in terms of being able to do a lot with him. You know, so like him being at the line of scrimmage, um, I think he's finding that comfort, but his technique is, is improving. And, uh, you know, he's a contact seeker, man. So he's one of those guys that, you know, he'll mix it up in a heartbeat, which helps. And, uh, yeah, he's done a fine job, really good job.
ladies and gentlemen, Al Washington, even though we've heard great things and seen great things in practice, he has not done a great job of making Malik feel good about the things that we've seen today. I think that we're close and we're going to surprise a lot of people. I still think it's going to be by a community effort because I don't feel like they even have a guy that's the top dog in the D-line room. They got a lot of guys that are good. Like they said, a lot of guys getting there, a lot of guys working hard, a lot of guys trying, a lot of guys hoping. A lot of guys got good mental approaches. But who the damn top dog in the room? That's 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 what football is about. If we was at, you know, working at a Office Depot or 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 or, or Staples, you know, where we just filling in cabinets and checking off boxes. Yeah, it, 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 you don't need a top dog. You don't need a top dog. Everybody's working and trying and, and hoping and, and praying and wishing. But when you're on a football team and you got to win, Alabama tell you right now, we got the two best players in college football, Bryce Young with Anderson. Everybody else is solid, yeah, yeah, but those are our top dogs. Can you beat that? Can you beat that? That's what I want to know. Who are the top dogs on our team? And can other teams beat that? Because that's what's going to win championships. I can tell you the two top dogs on every college football team that was in the playoffs this year. And it's a no-brainer. Michigan, J.J. McCarthy, and their running back. Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, Marvin Harrison Jr., Alabama, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Georgia, everybody. <laughs> Jalen Carter. You can even say Stetson Bennett because he threw six touchdowns in the championship game. TCU, Max Dugan, Quentin Johnson, Notre Dame. Michael Mayer and Drew Pine, maybe? <clears throat> and look, I just want to add, what's the bloodline of college football? In terms of programs? Yeah, what's the bloodline of college football? You're <laughs> overthinking it. You're overthinking it. What's the difference between Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else? It's recruiting. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We can talk coaches. Alabama coaching staff has been worse than it was the last, previous five years or yeah, the last worse. three years. It's probably, worse now. it's probably worse now. They got dogs. They got dogs. <laughs> dogs. We can talk development, coaches, all of that. Look, man, the bloodline of college football is recruiting, which means you find the best players. 
I don't care. Nick Saban doesn't think so much of his coaching that he wants to go get all middle players just to prove how great of a coach he is. Yeah, he won't do that. He, he would much that. rather go get the best players and still prove how great of a coach he is. Well, his coaching skills in big games is a little shaky now. He be giving look, up four, five hundred yards in the big games. Look, Notre Dame at the defensive line because of recruiting is going to be okay. You go look at the recruiting over the previous three, four years. I don't care if it's Elston. I don't care if it's Washington. There was a distinct change once Marcus Freeman got there to say we need to be bigger up front. Yes, yes, yes. And that was with Elston in as the defensive line coach. But it's crazy because Elston had had size with Diaco. Tua was about 6'7". Eshack was about 6'5". Lou was about three hundred something pounds. Like, so something changed. Something happened. I don't know what happened. Something changed. Maybe a new defensive coordinator wanted a a different type of defensive line. Man, you know, and that brings about, you know, what we've heard. We've heard about Riley Mills. We've heard about Howard Cross, Jason Onye. Man, just coming alive. And we'll hear from Jason Onye on tomorrow and talking about what drives you. And when he starts talking about the hunger he has. Who Jason Onye, right? I was like, okay. Okay. Because he's not your typical Notre Dame dude. He says it. I'm not supposed to be here. He says it. And And when you hear... When you hear him talk tomorrow, you're going to say, left, I already know what you're going to say. You're going to be like, see, that's that's the silverback right there. That's the silverback. That, there he is. Yeah. There he is. That's what it takes, though. That's what it takes. And, and you just you don't need that. a whole bunch. You just in need. The, in the 24 class, I can tell you the one up here on the west side of Chicago, that's oh, a silverback. Okay. That's a silverback. We're going to see. That's a day one silverback. You ain't right? Jay Tillery starter day one type of player. Here's the thing. Let me show you coaching. If Justin Scott goes to Michigan, he's a silverback. Well, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. If he goes to Georgia, he'll be a silverback. If he goes to Colorado, he's going to be a silverback. If he comes to Notre Dame, he's going to be a silverback. You know why? Because he's a silverback. That's who he is. It doesn't matter who gets him. That's who he is. That's who he is. So let's go get silverbacks. It starts in recruiting. You got to go find them dudes in recruiting. Go find them. That's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing to develop. Dudes like that, they usually come to your school like that. You watch Kenny Minchie? He hasn't been touched by Geno. Hasn't been touched. He came to Notre Dame knowing how to change the check three and speed on his throws. He already had that That's in his right. bag. Geno hadn't touched him. Already had in his bag. Something that it takes 
quarterbacks years to learn. Some never learn it. It's already in his bag. So we sit here and say, yo, that dude ate. You know, and somebody was like, oh, CJ Carr is a much better player. According to who? Because I bet you eight doesn't believe that. We're going to see. We got to get dudes, man. And hopefully we're starting to see. I think JB, as they call him, I think Jordan Botello has a chance to be a dude. Yeah. His problems, have never, his problems have not been on field. Never. Never been on field. Inconsistency off field. Consistency, yeah. And focus. So I don't mind him talking about focus with Jordan George, uh, Botello because that goes beyond the football field. If he gets locked in, he has a chance to be really good. Thank you for the super chat, just one ND, just ND gal. Have you discussed how amazing it is that Notre Dame women's basketball is playing South Carolina and Paris? We did. We did talk about that. And Niel, we trust. You know, they wouldn't have gone there if it wasn't for Niel, man, and what she's bringing to the program. Oh, man. Well, you know. Great show today, love. Thank you for everybody that tapped in. YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button for us. We greatly appreciate it. It helps with our views. Thank you for your comments. We respond to all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CMB Nation, and Conjunctual Irish Breakdown. It's the audio edible that is the Lucky Lefty Podcast each and every day. Home of the misguided passion. You already know. We in it different. You know what time it is, love. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. <laughs> I thought you were going to throw Franklin's mom, Franklin's mom on the petty train. You know, she deserves it. She deserves it. Because who does that? That was no selfish decision in TV history. Was Franklin Petty waiting to the last minute to tell Louie about the DEA? These guys pulling up on a lot. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, because no, because Louie been backstabbing him the entire show. She went behind to work with Teddy. She cut Franklin out the deal. She done got her uncle killed. Got his uncle killed, Jerome. Because she was being too greedy. So he like, you know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna just see you sweat. He he saved her. Because it would have been petty if he let her get caught. He just let her sweat a little bit. 
said, oh, yeah, they outside your door. You better run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But his mom, man, listen, pick one. You can't have it all, mom. You can't have him out the game, no money, no nothing. Now he's on his own because you going to jail forever. <laughs> she didn't care. She didn't care. Didn't, didn't they, at least, at least, at least let him get the money. If you just gonna give up and all that, like she shot her, just put her hands up. I'm like holding the gun. Didn't even throw the gun and that just. So I'm like, oh man, freaking like what the. Fuck? <laughs> This the is fact crazy. that Franklin went and put the earpiece, headpiece, headphone for the phone back up to his mouth like, Teddy, what's the password? Yeah, he's like, Teddy, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. He, he, he getting it right now. You still there? Yeah, he's... Because he's like, why? His, oh, girl, was, his girl was a rider now. His girl done gave him the idea for the, the, the oil. The, the point, corn oil. The girl done gave then stuck by his side. The mama had to tell her to shut up. She said, Oh, okay. She probably was the one that gave moms the gun too, though. Now I think mom mom was messed up when when dude told her that the out might be in Puerto Rico somewhere. Like, what? Leon was like, Don't believe him. <laughs> he got yeah, you, knew, you knew darn well Alton was dead. Yeah, yeah, like, come on, man, you was holding on that long. You know who you're dealing with? Man. That's why I was like, I, I would have had the same reaction that Teddy would have had. Like, man, you kidding me right now, for real? You still ask me about this for real? I done shot him twice, like, dumped his body. Why are you still acting like he's alive? You know he ain't alive. I'm Teddy. I'm a CIA. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, why Teddy, are you- did, Teddy did not have to be that mean, though. <laughs> He was hey, like, doing this right now? But yeah. I understand, like, dude, my chest is on fire looking yeah. like spaghetti right now. And you and got the nerve to ask me about yeah. Alton. He like, but I shot him two years ago. Like, what? Come on, man. Like two to the back of the head. Yeah, he's like, bro, I'm <laughs> what? <laughs> if we are way past that. I'm trying to go home. You done, you done torture the brother. You know, got me out here looking crazy. I'm tied up. Let it go. That's what he should have said. Let it go. Damn. So the Toronto Raptors on the petty train for giving a game away last night. Oh. Up 19 in the third, missing half of their free throws, which is just that's bad. Horrible. Horrible. And, oh, I see Troy McIntosh. I see what you guys are talking about. He said, uh, we need Tyson Ford, Onye Mills, Botello to step it up. I wouldn't even say step it up. I'm just saying let's play. Get out there. Get on the field. Can't step you don't it need, up. Man, you don't need Tyson Ford to step it up, man. He's a freshman, man. Yeah, like, that's what I'm if, saying. If your sophomores and juniors and seniors can't make plays, then there's something wrong with your recruiting. Period. That's like we need Kenny Minchie to step up. What? I need we Kenny need, to do exactly what he's we doing. Need, we need Josh Burnham to step up. We need Drake Bowen to step up. Like, dude, there's just no respect. The kid just picked, played outside. He's learning a new position, added 35 pounds to his body, trying to get used to that. And trying to get used to a brand new position 
as a freshman, and we just want to put it, he needs to step up. That's not the how only, it happens. The only people that need to step up, which is why I think Notre Dame is good for not doing it, is guys that are getting paid like Nico Imovalita. He needs to step up. I'm paying you eight oh. million. Step up. Step up right now. <laughs> you you better, oh. step, you better Sam, step up. <laughs> Sam Hartman definitely needs to step up. And we oh, will talk about it. Sam, oh. Sam, Sam Hartman needs to step up. We talking about needing to step Mr. up. I forgot about Mr. Dove Cares. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Lotion Man. That's why he's gonna lie to everybody Sam, up. We want to talk about people that need to step up. Sam Hartman needs to step up. That's right. That's right. With all his uh, potions and soaps. Absolutely. Deion Cozy needs to step up, right? Dudes that have been in the system two, three years, they need to step up. But Deion did say he was hungry now. I, I'm sure you are because you, you need to add a little weight. But I know all you right. know how to feel. All right. I'm just saying, man. That's a lot, Honestly, that's a lot of people. Riley Chris Mills. Tyree needs to step up. Riley Mills. Yeah, Chris Tyree, man, it's a long list of players that need to step up before I get to Tyson Ford. A long man, man. list. Tyson Ford at the long bottom. List. Tyson Ford, like 50, 60. Tyson yeah. Ford, hey. At the bottom of the list. Learn how to play the position. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you, like, in, you in step one still. You ain't even. He talking about your third string defensive tackle. Like, no. You have five defensive tackles. That are veterans before yeah. him. They need to step up. There, yeah, if we put you out there, that's good. That's a Absolutely. positive. You they make it on the field it a positive. But Nana and all them other ones, Riley Mills has no excuse. He he none take a ladder up. None. For real. So, none. If we get something from Josh Burnham and Tyson Ford, that's that's that's, that's icing. We're stealing. It's like that's oh, we, we, we recruit. <laughs> That's icing. Icy. Well, you want to talk about people that need to step up? Sam Hartman. <laughs> step it up. Uh, Cozley, uh, Tobias Merriweather. Oh, man. I got a list of dudes that need to step up. Lorenzo Styles. I mean, Clarence man. Lewis. Step up. Step. Cam Hart. Stay yeah, healthy and step yeah, up. Stay, yeah, yeah. We got a list of cats that need to step up. <laughs> Tyson Ford. The babies. Not, let the babies be the babies. Let, you let the babies get, be the babies, man. Get here to be the babies. Let the babies the, be the babies. Man, the babies give you – having the babies has perks. Yeah. We get, we get the coast. By J.D. Experience. Bertrand. J.D. Bertrand needs to step up. He, his shoulders should be heavy. He should be doing this all around the goog, holding it like this. I got to carry this thing. My shoulders are heavy from stepping up so much. Prince Kali need to need to double it. You need to take ownership and really be carrying the ship. Man. No excuse that you ain't got enough time yet. <laughs> Coach Vic said JD needs to speed up. <laughs> no, straight up. Coach Big with the haymaker at the end of the show, the buzzer beater. Wow. That's right. Great show as always. Left. Lee Beckner said he wants to come back on tomorrow, tomorrow and make it up. Come on, Lee. He was very gracious. The highlights, man. We'll play your highlights. Sense his apologies. 
So Lee Beckham, once again, we'll try to make the connection tomorrow, and we'll hear from the defensive lineman, George Patello, Jason Onye, Josh Burnham, and others right here on the Lucky Lucky Podcast. Have a fantastic Thursday, but most of all, make sure that you spend it differently.